Hi, I'm Ezra Fieldsmeyer. And I'm Marty Harding. And welcome back to another episode of Animation and Beyond. That's right. This will be our final episode of the calendar year. We're going to take a short break as Hanukkah starts tomorrow, I believe. Right, Ezra? Yes. And we'll take a break during winter break for Christmas and New Year's. Yep. So while we're celebrating all of the holidays with our family, we will not be recording. So after this episode, we will see you back in January. But because this is our last episode before the holidays, we are talking about a classic Christmas film this episode. Yes, Elf, which has become a holiday favorite from a lot of people. It definitely has. Elf has got to be one of the funniest Christmas movies ever made. It stars Will Ferrell and a whole slew of other famous people, which we will get into later. But speaking of famous people, we are going to do an actor feature on an actress who plays a very funny character in the movie. Zoe Deschanel. Yes, Zoe Deschanel is probably most famous for starring in the show New Girl, which is a comedy series. But she's been in a lot of things, starting with her debut role in Mumford in 1999. Oh, I did not know that. What do you know her in, Ezra? The animated film Surf's Up. Next year, she'll be in the movie of Harold and the Purple Crayon. She's also been in the Trolls movies. Yes, you would probably recognize her voice. I feel like she has a very uniquely sweet and at times dry and sarcastic voice, if you can imagine all of those things going together. How else would you describe her voice, Ezra? Kind of like unique for her singing. Oh yeah, definitely. She's an incredible singer. Zoe actually has a background in jazz performing. Yes, I know. I remember she sang in Trolls. She did, and she sounded great. I know. She also has sang in the soundtracks of a lot of different live-action films that she's been in. Most notably, she was in a song for the movie Elf, and it was a version of the classic Christmas song, Baby, It's Cold Outside. In the funny scene where we see her taking a shower. That's right. Other movies that she's been in include Almost Famous, The Good Girl, Yes Man, Our Idiot Brother, All the Real Girls, Maniac, Bridge to Terabithia, The Driftless Area, and more. She's been nominated for Emmy Awards and three Glo Golden Globe Awards. I know. That's right. I forgot to mention she also did some of the songs in the 2011 film of Winnie the Pooh. That's right. She did. She sang for them, right? Yes. Like she even did the ver her version of the classic Winnie the Pooh theme song in the opening. Mm-hmm. And it was a great version. She brings a lot of emotion to anything she sings. Yeah, I know. Probably thanks to her jazz training and the fact that both of her parents worked in the media industry. Her dad was a cinematographer and her mom was an actress. Yeah, I know. How does Zoe look? Kind of beautiful and that kind of fashionable in her own way. Definitely. She has these big, beautiful blue eyes that really make her stand out. Yeah, I know. Anything else you'd like to say about Zoe Deschanel, Ezra? She's a really talented singer. She is, and actress for that matter. Yeah, I know. Anything that we should watch out for that she's going to be in pretty soon? Like in the future, like the Herald and the Purple Crayon movie based on the classic children's book. Oh, fun. We'll watch out for that one for sure. Deep in the hundred acre wood Where Christopher Robin plays You'll find the enchanted 
movie, Elf, very famous Christmas comedy, which has become one of the most popular holiday films of all time, was first released just 20 years ago. And we're celebrating its 20th anniversary. That's right. It was released in 2003 by New Line Cinema. It's directed by the famous actor John Favreau and was created by David Berenbaum. I know, that's right. And I know it was about a guy named Buddy who, who, was, who was raised as an elf and has no idea he's actually from New York. And I know that Santa Claus, who's at the North Pole, as we all know, he was played by the late, great Ed Asner. He was. This movie had a whole slew of famous actors and actresses. And if you look close enough, you will definitely see some cameos. Now, the style of the film is an homage to the Rankin-Bass Christmas specials. What does that mean, Ezra? Like a reference in the style of Rankin-Bass specials such as Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, because it was stop motion, like, and there was a snowman who looked like Sam, who was the narrator of the classic special Rudolph, and there were some animals that appeared that looked like characters from old Rankin-Bass specials. Definitely. And just the general structure of focusing around one innocent individual who goes on a Christmas adventure and learns something about himself. I know. And I know in the beginning of the film, there's the shilling jack-in-the-box toy. And when it pops open, it does the jack-in-the-box laugh. It was done by the late Raymond Dallas McKennett, whose laugh was in things like in The Hyena Cackling in Lady and the Tramp. That's right. So while his laugh was often maniacal and evil-sounding, this laughter was in a Christmas film, so it was a happy version of his laughter, though still definitely recognizable. And in the beginning of the scene with the elves, I know it kept where there's the toy workshop where they make toys. Some of them I noticed are toys of Bob the Builder from the animated children's show of the same name. Oh, gotcha. So they're like real world toys. Yeah, that's right. And I know that when Buddy learns about his real father, Walter Hobbs, who's in New York, Santa tells him he's on the naughty list. That's right. And Buddy's adventure to go find his father leads to a bunch of really hysterical situations <laughs> that basically center around the fact that Buddy doesn't understand the real world, much less New York. He's used to living in the North Pole, where he somehow went through his entire life without realizing that he's not an elf. In fact, Will Ferrell in this movie is so much taller than all of the actors and actresses who play elves, in part because they hired shorter actresses and actresses, and also in part because they used a technique called force perspective to exaggerate the size of Buddy next to those elves. They also used stop-motion animation in some sequences, another reference to the Rankin-Bass specials. Which is Rudolph, as I mentioned, yeah. But I know when he comes to New York, I know he finds his father, who works there, named Walter Hobbs, played by the late James Caan. And I remember he goes to the department, the into the department store, and I remember seeing goes up to the man and he, who shows him in the store that it's the North Pole. What? No, it isn't. Yes, it is, because he's from the real North Pole. This is the fake North Pole in a store. That's right, and they have a whole back and forth. And some of the toys who that appeared in that scene were plush toys of Bert and Ernie from Sesame Street. And then when he's setting up things after closing time in the in the department store, which is Gimbal's, which is a department store that closed a long time ago in the 80s. That's right. They were honoring Gimbal's. I know. And then when you hear it, they play a jazz version of the Nutcracker music. Mm -hmm. And then after the, the scene where Buddy accidentally comes into Jovi's privacy in the shower, which was a really funny scene and a bit inappropriate in a kid's film. Then there's the classic scene 
when he sees the fake Santa. Of course. Buddy meets Jovi, who's played by Zoe Deschanel. She's a worker in the store who really doesn't have any time for Buddy and what she perceives as his joke. But later, when he meets a man playing Santa, he is outraged to see that it's not the real Santa that Buddy knows. He tries to take the man's beard off. <laughs> yeah, I remember that funny scene. Yes. And it was caused some chaos. And he was that fake Santa was played by comedian Artie Lane. And he was funny. Yes, I know. Ezra, do you know the scene where just before that, the manager says, okay, everyone, tomorrow, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. And Buddy screams, Santa! Apparently, that was improvised. I get it, yes. And I remember um, Walter Hobbs, who was Buddy's real father, was a children's book author and illustrator. I know, as I told you, played by the late James Kahn. And I remember, at first... Buddy has a rough start with his father, and, and I remember his son, Michael, played by Daniel Tay. Walter is kind of a Scrooge at the beginning of the film and doesn't really know what to make of Buddy. A Scrooge as well as kind of a Grinch as well. Definitely. But they all become closer over the course of the film. They, they learn to accept Buddy just as Buddy learns to understand that he's different from the elves. Yes, I remember, and I remember when he called Miles Finch an elf, who was played by Peter Dinklage, who is a short person. Mm-hmm. And remember then, Walter tells Buddy to get out of his life, and then Buddy doesn't know where anywhere to go until Santa, the real Santa, played by the late Ed Asner, comes. That's right. We've talked about Ed Asner before on the show. He's a classic Disney actor. He's also famous for many other things. Mary Tyler Moore Show? And he voiced Carl, the main character in Pixar's Up. And the place I've been going to, the Ed Asner Family Center, is named after him. And last year when I was there, I watched Elf, which he was in. Oh, that's so fun. Seeing as Ed Asner inside the Ed Asner Family Center. And I remember, like, before we talk about the climax, I remember this the funny scene where Buddy eats cotton balls at the doctor's office and thinks they're marshmallows. That's true. There are a lot of classic slapstick humor moments like that. And some gross out humor. Oh, definitely. Or when Buddy does like gingerbread with syrup on spaghetti. Mm-hmm. In fact, I read that Will Ferrell ate so much sugar for those scenes as Buddy that he was sick after the conclusion of filming because his stomach did not like that much sugar. Oh, interesting, huh? And I know there was the scene where he drinks all the Coke and he belches a really big belch. Mm -hmm. And also the scene when he wants to give a raccoon a hug and the raccoon starts to attack him. Yeah. Yeah, this, this movie is loaded with nonstop comedy. You will laugh from start to finish, even just thinking about it like you are now, Ezra. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I remember there was in this, during the climax when they all see Santa came and it was reported on the news. And then everyone sings the classic song that we all know as Santa Claus is coming to town. It leaves you with a happy, warm, fuzzy feeling. And I know that uh, there was all the children who, who revealed what they want from Santa. And one girl even mentions she wants a Powerpuff Girls toy from the hit Cartoon Network show, Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. I mean, the whole idea is that Buddy is in the real world. So they're making reference to real life toys and media franchises. Yes, and I remember that scene when Michael looks in Santa's book and sees who's on the nice list and who's on the naughty list. And who's there? Michael is there on his nice list. Whew, and he's quite relieved. And he wanted a skateboard for Christmas. And I forgot to mention this is a Christmas movie, 
But in one scene, if you look closely in the window, I think in the doctor's office scene, you can see a Hanukkah menorah. That's right, because not everyone celebrates Christmas. That doctor probably celebrates Hanukkah, like you. Yeah, but I, as no matter your culture or religion, I like to personally celebrate both, and I say you can celebrate both no matter your culture or religion. Of course. They're more celebratory than they are religious these days anyways. I would agree, yes. And I know at the end of the film, there was Buddy's foster father, who was an elf, who concludes with the story about how Buddy became a hero and saved Christmas, and now he's happy living with where he belongs, but every now and then he likes to visit. Of course. You can't grow up with all the elves and not want to visit them sometimes. And he reads the book that his father did about him to children at the end of the school. Similar thing that I do. Yeah, that's true. This film, when it came out, was a critical and commercial success. It was indeed a hit. Yes, I know. And it was a hit at the box office. And I know it came out at the same time as The Matrix, Revolutions, Master and Commander, as well as Disney's Brother Bear. And the same month, it also came out at the same time as Looney Tunes Back in Action, the live-action Cat in the Hat film with Mike Myers, and Disney's The Haunted Mansion. Wow. Were there any other Christmas movies for kids that came out that year? Not that I remember, though, but I'm sure there were, but I don't remember as, as that one, though. But this film was a financial success, and I know it was nominated for, I don't think... Any Academy Awards, but the Kids' Choice Awards, MTV Movie Award. And it won a couple of awards for Golden Trailer and ASCAP Award for Top Box Office Film. Right. It's not really the kind of film that wins awards at the Oscars or the Golden Globes per se, but it did really, really well among fans. And the soundtrack of this movie did really well too. In fact, it was the second highest selling soundtrack for a Christmas movie, only behind Polar Express. Which came out a year later. And in fact, to this day, the Elf soundtrack is the second highest selling soundtrack album for a Christmas movie, being beat only by the soundtrack for the Polar Express. I know, interesting. And I know critics making websites and magazines and newspapers, it's regarded as one of the greatest by many critics. Definitely. This is a Christmas movie that I think many people watch every single year over and over and over again, because it will always make you laugh and smile, which is what you want to do around the holidays. Yes, of course. And I know its impact, it became like a year after the film came out, there was a game released for exclusively for Nintendo Advance, but unlike the film, it, it received negative reviews. Interesting. Maybe it just wasn't a movie that was well suited to a game format. And I know there was a Broadway musical, which it became in 2010. Which was also a hit. They just introduced a few more songs than the original movie and made it a highly entertaining stage musical. Yes, I know, which the original film, although it became a Broadway musical, the original film itself wasn't a musical, though. Nope. They wrote some original songs for the musical version. Sammy did with Shrek which I know is itself wasn't a musical, but it was made into a musical. It was also a very funny musical. I know, yes. I forgot to mention Elf's Buddy's Musical Christmas, the animated special from 2014. And wasn't that stop motion animated? As an homage to things like Rankin Bass, and it starred Jim Parsons as Buddy and Mark Hamill as Walter, the late Ed Asner again as Santa Claus. And it was a it was a special and premiered around Christmas of 2014 on NBC. Oh, that sounds wonderful. And I did read there was a possibility of a sequel called Elf 2 Buddies Saves Christmas, but Will Ferrell denied it and didn't think it it should happen. 
And I did know that it sounded unlikely also because James Caan and Ed Asner have passed away. Yeah. And I know this film has had an impact also with toys and merchandise. Definitely. Shirts, games, even a kid's picture book, which is from a series they do based on different films, and even some things you can find at Build-A-Bear Workshop for Buddy the Elf. Yeah, I mean, there are elf memes, there are elf bumper stickers, there are elf, you know, fan videos on the internet. People really took this movie and ran with it. I know there's also a pull string doll of Buddy the Elf, which is kind of like Woody from Toy Story. <laughs> wow, that's so true. All right. Any last thing you'd like to say about Elf Ezra? This film has become one of the most popular holiday movies of all time, just like films like A Christmas Story, Home Alone, The Grinch, and a lot of good ones. Definitely. It's a classic by any measure, and I'm looking forward to rewatching it this Christmas season. Yeah, me too. All right. Let's go ahead and move into trivia. <laughs> We have to answer last episode's question about Robin Hood. And the question was, Robin Hood is known for being a rebellious individual who takes from the rich to give to the poor. What holiday is often associated with this character? Like what holiday is it called? The answer is May Day. Yes, May Day, which it's observed on May 1st. That's right. On May Day, you often celebrate the working class. So by supporting unions, by gathering with other workers to take time to be away from work, the ethos of May Day is honoring the hard work that people do to support themselves every day. So Robin Hood's supporting of hardworking poorer people instead of the lazy royal rich people is associated with May Day. I get it. Yeah, I see. I know. Uh, now I'm ready to do the next question. All right. This question is about Elf. John Favreau, the director of Elf, would later direct two of Disney's live-action remakes. Do you know which those two films he directed are? If you think you know the answer, well, hold on to it, because you won't hear from us for about a month after this episode. So be sure to keep those in mind. Watch all of your holiday movies. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of Animation Beyond after the new year. Thanks for listening and goodbye. Goodbye.